0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Detox Podcast. I'm Denise Walker, your host. This is episode 50. Yay, 50. Oh, so exciting. Uh, So this episode is called Recovery. And I'm sorry if you can hear banging around. Uh, They're doing construction on my building, of course. Um, And... uh, (laughs) As a shift worker, I often have daytime, weekday time available. Like that's my time off. It's in the middle of the week, but that's when the rest of the world is going on, you know? <laughs> so, this is called recovery. And here we go. 41 days, 23 hours, and 15 minutes of staring out my north facing downtown window. Picking gin bottle shrapnel out from between my lungs. Whew. That's right, I wrote this when I was 41 days, 23 hours, and 15 minutes sober. (laughs) And, oh, it's just that feeling that you have been putting back bottle of gin after bottle of gin. And somehow... At some point, even the container of which this poison was in is wedged in my organs. And to say it's between my lungs means it's in my heart. There is this ugly piece of glass soaked in alcohol, just wedged in my heart. And there's little pieces too. That have just scattered all over my body. And it's like piece by piece. I'm picking it out. And it hurts. It hurts when it's in there. It's like it's a part of me. And in parts it's like it's grown over. And you have to reopen the wound. To get it out. That's why I called it recovery. Right? Like. All throughout your addiction, you're just creating all of these wounds and this shrapnel that has scattered all over you. And it's in you. It's a part of you. And it's killing you. And you need to get in there and you need to dig it out and you need to recover from that wound. That dirty piece of glass that's stuck in there it's funny because I was sitting in my bed this morning. My boyfriend is getting ready for work. And he was just making some sort of joke about the spelling of my name. And my name's Denise. And if you screw the letters around enough, you can make it say penis. Okay? And uh, my boyfriend was like, oh, I bet you never got that as a kid. And I was like, "Yeah, no. There wasn't that time in grade eight when my teacher accidentally elongated the the line on the D and it said Panisse on the board. And no, the person in front of me didn't just turn around and be like, ha, ha, ha your name's panice. Ha, ha, ha. You know?" And he was like, "Oh my God, I don't want to hear about your like embarrassing stories. It makes me so uncomfortable." I was like, "No, you know what? It actually like wasn't that bad. I rolled with it. These are the moments in life that we get taught to roll with things, right? The embarrassing moments in, like, junior high when you're embarrassed beyond belief just by somebody pointing something out about you, you know? Like, oh my god, how how dare you see me? I feel like a vampire in the sun, you know? But you have to live with that feeling. And the more you can roll with those, the better, the more emotional resiliency you you'll get, right? So I think those are like pivotal moments in our development, but I was just thinking about that. And I was like, oh no, like this wasn't that bad. Actually, like we went on to when, my drinking days when I would get blackout, uh, my friends would call my like blackout alter ego, Hurricane Panisse. And that would be my name. And I reminded my boyfriend of this. And he was like, oh, yeah. Wow. I really miss that person. And I was like, yeah, me too. Let's bring her back. Like, obviously joking, right? But the second that I said that, I was like, I turned to my copy of Pick Your Poison because I was planning on recording this. And I just was looking at the poem to see what today's poem would be. And... Can you hear my stomach (laughs) grumbling? I'm hungry. I want to go for breakfast, but I will after this. Um, Speaking of breakfast, like, I actually, like, hate breakfast food. People are always obsessed with breakfast food. They're like, oh, breakfast for dinner. It's so much fun. It's actually the worst thing. When I go to McDonald's and it happens to be, like, before 11 a.m. or whatever time it is, and they don't serve hamburgers, Oh my God, it's the worst. (laughs) Then I have to go to Wendy's and get myself a hamburger, you know, chicken, spicy chicken burger. Um, But but yeah, I, I was sitting in my bed thinking about being my blackout days, thinking about this poem about picking gin bottle shrapnel out from my body And I found myself feeling triggered. And I was like, holy shit, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I've been triggered. And I was like, oh, I wish that I could today. I wish that I could have a drink today. Just that, the nostalgia of it, you know? Finding that piece of shrapnel that's still under a rib somewhere you know and I've yet to dig it out and it feels so much better when you put alcohol on it (laughs) but that's crazy right (laughs) when you pour alcohol on a wound it stings like fucking hell right I mean not that I've actually ever done that they just do it in movies all the time (laughs) And they're always grimacing and wincing, right? So it must be true. (laughs) I just found it so odd that it's like, it was like 7 a.m. when this was happening. I was like, man, to be triggered at 7 a.m. That's a way to start the day. But the cool part was, was that as soon as I named it, it went away. And it's so cool it's so cool that when you work at something so much and you have been unrelentless unrelentingly unrelenting about can you say unrelentingly man i know i'm an author and everything um i'm a writer to the core but that does not mean that i'm a walking talking dictionary I can't keep everything in my head, you know? There's only so much room. Ah, <laughs> uh, Been relentless about picking this jagged, hurtful stuff out of my, my flesh. Getting it out. That it does actually get better. Like the biggest pieces are gone, right? Like the very obvious pieces are gone. And the vessels have now restitched themselves back together and the blood actually flows the way it's supposed to. You know, it hasn't made these weird new avenues and alleyways just to get around these big pieces of glass. I'm succeeding in letting my body and my mind and my emotions run the way that they're supposed to. I am getting plenty of sleep every night and I am hydrating and I am eating and I'm exercising. I'm doing self-reflection and paying attention when I need a break. I'm doing a lot of great stuff for myself and it pays off. It shows up in these moments where I'm in my bed and being triggered at 7 a.m. and the second that I name it, it goes away. That's incredible. Previously, I would be triggered and it would last all day, right? It would be kind of until you can go to sleep and have a reset, until you can push till tomorrow. You're sitting in this horrific craving that's happening, right? Like, that was madness. That's hell. And now, it's just kind of like a blip on the radar. And I'm just over two years sober, so it's just going to keep getting better. When I did my meditation teacher training, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not pre- in previous episodes, but I, I met um, a therapist who was in my class, and she came up to me and congratulated me on my sobriety. She said you're at two years. That's incredible because in the first year of uh, sobriety, your chance of drinking ever again drops by 30% or drops by half or like something, something. But um, by year number three, your chance of ever drinking again drops down to a 90% chance. You will never pick up another drink again. There's only a 10% chance that you'll do it. She's like, you're, doing so well like you're almost there that's crazy in the first three years of your sobriety you knock out the chance of ever drinking again by 90 percent if you reframe that as stuff that could take you down the shrapnel that's inside of you right that you've been experiencing and suffering this whole time by year number three, you have picked out 90% of it. There's only 10% left. That's a whole lot of hard work. It's a whole lot of pain that you've had to process and healing that you've had to do. That's amazing. Congratulate yourself, celebrate yourself, and be careful with that. Celebrate. Hey, that's a weird term because a lot of us, we associate celebration with alcohol, which has maddened me to my core since realizing that it's so closely tied with everything. But celebration, why would we want to dull the ecstasy and joy that we feel in order to celebrate That was a really hard to like for me. I don't know about you, but not being able to go to like Christmas or birthday parties, anniversaries, ceremonies of any kind, launch parties, you know, any anything, baby showers, weddings. So alcohol centric. So poisonous to our society because it's such so, it's just Perpetuating the narrative that, it, that it's necessary to show your excitement. And to revel in camaraderie with other people. It's the thing that connects you. It's like, you could imagine it, right? Everybody's sitting around a table. Someone says, let's have a toast. And they order like a flutes of champagne for everybody or a shot of something, and you say, oh, no, I'm good, you are immediately excluded from the celebratory toast that's about to occur. There is a moment where it's like, oh, you don't want to celebrate, you don't want to toast. You know, maybe that's just my perception, but there's pressure. There's pressure to be Included at the same level that everyone else is participating in, right? Yeah. But that's not what I mean by by saying celebrate yourself. Celebrate in, like, true fashion. Not this social-conditioned alcohol way. True celebration of yourself. Acknowledge just how awesome you are. Own it. We're taught so much to, to play small, shrink down. Someone gives you a compliment, you reject it, you know? No. You take that compliment because it is true. Embody it. Integrate it into your very being because those are the things that are going to help push out that shrapnel. This body doesn't need that shit anymore, you know? We need to start working in prime condition, and we have to believe that we are in prime condition for that to occur. So, start taking those compliments. Start acknowledging just how sweet and badass you are. Breathe that in. It can be hard work to switch your mindset from a self-deprecating blame victim mentality. I know, I know. It's hard. But your brain is a very, very powerful thing. It is so magnificent. You tell it something, it's incredible. It works the same way. You tell it it can't do something and it can't. If you tell it it can do something, it can. So why why tell it it can't when you could just say that it can? Why not tell how tell it how amazing and big and beautiful and limitless it is? It's capable of so much. It's capable of deep healing and success and growth. And your brain is you. You are capable of all of this. Just say yes. Say that you can because you can. And sooner rather than later, we're all gonna be celebrate a shrapnel free life. You know? Yeah. I know. Let's let's read it. Recovery, recovering from all that shitty stuff, that explosive, jagged, painful stuff that got lodged in you over the years. It's time to take it out. It's time to heal it. Recovery, 41 days, 23 hours and 15 minutes. Of staring out my north facing downtown window, picking gin bottle shrapnel out from between my lungs. I oh. hope you have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time.